Luke chapter 11, verse number 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples came and said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in earth so in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? And shall go to him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut. My children are with me in bed, I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, Yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that seeketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Praise the Lord. And uh, I want to preach about keep on asking. Praise the Lord. Keep on asking. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day to be in your glorious house where your name is, where the people of God, amen, and the message of the Lord is. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to quicken the truth to our hearts. We pray for the miracles of your presence to come forth, God, and fill with your spirit and renew in your spirit and heal the sickened body and the weak body. In Jesus' name, give glorious blessing and encouragement Amen. And revival throughout this community of believers. In Jesus' name, lay your hand on the pastor and the pastor's wife. Give her safe and a wonderful deliverance of this child. We're asking in Jesus' precious name. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Do we do that? Do you have a hand to Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Praise God. Amen. Scripture says here that it came to pass as Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, that one of his disciples came and said, Lord, teach us to pray. There's something about it, the way the Lord prayed, amen, that there was results. There was power. It was easy for those disciples to connect and say these miracles that come, Amen from him. Amen. There is a connection between prayer and those miracles. 
and the anointed word that comes out of his lips. Thank God. I'm so thankful that this church, amen, has leadership and always has that, uh, that prayer is the main thing. We've got to pray. We've got to pray. Hallelujah. 1,100 verses of scripture in the Bible. Commend, exhort, encourage, command, amen, for us to pray. It's the mightiest subject for the believer, those that would be believers in the scripture. And I thank God that one of the disciples of Jesus, amen, connected this and, and said and pled with him, Lord, teach us to pray. Yes. And so then Jesus goes on and he says, well, when you pray, say our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we, we're familiar with this prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And uh, for many who say they know the Lord, this is about the extent of their prayer. It's the repetition of this, whatever it is, 63 or 73 words, hello. But I don't mean believe that Jesus meant for us just to repeat right. the prayer. I believe that you, you are to pray along these elements, right. Right. Uh, along these principles. Amen. God is in heaven. Give God reverence. Give God respect. Yeah. Yeah. Realize, amen, that he is the Lord in heaven. And, amen. Let's get forgiveness in our prayer. Let's get... Come on, and let's let's make it mention of our request unto the Lord. Amen. And forgiving other people. Praise the Lord. That's what it was. But then he goes on. And what really proves, amen, that's that the Lord's prayer was not to be like a parrot repeated, amen, 60 or 70 words each time, because he's still talking about prayer. Amen. Amen. And he said, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight? You're going to your friend. You're not going to the local grocer. You're not going to someone that's unknown. You're not going to somebody, amen, that uh, you don't feel that cordial towards. But you're going to a friend. And you come to him at midnight, a extremely inconvenient hour. Hello. Right. And you say, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine, this isn't just for me, this is for a friend that you don't even know, is coming before me and uh, I have nothing to set before him. And I've got a, I've got a problem here of etiquette and of responsibility and friendship for what I need. Could you give me some loaves? And he from within shall answer. Jesus said, trouble me not. That would be my word. <laughs> not now. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. Now, when you really begin to realize what was going on in New Testament times and history, 2,000 years ago and, and before that and after that, uh, they had flat-roofed houses. And uh, there was even a command in the Old Testament that they would build a battlement around the edge of that roof up there so that nobody would fall off. But it was more than that. It was often they had, amen, stairs that led to the roof because they slept up there. And after that door was closed, they'd spread out but whatever they had, their hay, their blankets, their bedding, amen, over that door. And the entire family would sleep, amen, in the cool of the evening. So you're talking about a guy, amen, that's standing at your door that wants bread for a visitor that's come unannounced, hello, to him, and it's midnight, and you got your wife, 
and maybe seven to ten little kids. Hello, we're talking about the farming era. Hello. Give me some bread. And it's going to require getting up and getting his wife up and getting up all the kids and moving the bedding off of the trap door, the legs to the lift. Come on, everybody. There's a smart man that wrote this commentary. Amen. That I... To give him his bread. Hallelujah. Someone come to Pastor Kim Reeves' house. <laughs> and if he was sleeping on his roof with his family. And they said, give me, give me, he'd say, I'm armed. <laughs> we're, we're talking about a very, very difficult situation to cope with. We're talking about you having to really, really go out of your way and your entire family has got to go way out of its way, amen, to get that bread to the guy, amen, who is so impolitely knocking at midnight on your door, had no pre-thought, amen, didn't come in the afternoon, come on, couldn't wait till the next morning. The guy's already there at midnight. He ought to be crashing too. Hello, everybody. Praise the Lord. And so Jesus used, amen, a situation like that and said that even though this man is a friend that's down there knocking and irritating at this late hour when you're in such a predicament and such a difficulty, that man is going to arise and give as many loaves as that friend that comes because of his importunity or his persistence. He kept knocking. He kept calling out. He did not quit. We're talking about prayer. Because the angle that most people think about prayer is that, well, if I prayed, I prayed. If I asked God one time, that's enough. Hello? He's almighty. He hears all things, knows all things, knows our thoughts from afar off. He knows the words that we say and the needs that we have before that we even ask him. So I have asked the Lord. I have solicited heaven. Amen. With my request. Amen. I made once and that's it. Jesus was saying, not only do you not repeat just what I told you, but you pray according to the formula or according to the aspects of this prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's going to require sometimes, even many times, you pray it more than one time. It's a lesson from God Almighty Himself. You better learn to pray and pray and keep praying and keep praying and keep praying and keep praying. I ain't going to be one that gives up. ain't going to be one that throws in the towel. I'm going to keep praying for revival. I'm going to keep praying for healing. I'm going to keep praying for my family's salvation. I'm going to keep praying for a better job. I'm going to keep praying Jesus said, amen, it's not going to happen, amen, when you mumble these 63 words just one time. Right, right. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus says here, ask and promise it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. 
And if his words and advice were left right there, we might be tempted to think, well, I did a knock, and I did an ask, and I did a seeking. Hello. But he goes on in the very next breath and says, for everyone. Everybody say, for everyone. Everyone. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Let me read that verse in the Amplified text. So I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given you. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking, finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be opened. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking, come on, receives. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking, finds. And to him who knocks and keep on knocking, the door shall be open to you. Praise the Lord. That's why we're having church. We're going to ask again. We're going to stand again. We're going to worship the Lord again. We're going to pray again. Come on, we're going to say thank you, Jesus, again. We're going to give again. Hallelujah. We're going to hear the word again. Of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. And Jesus went on. And he's still talking about prayer. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? One of the things that the devil said to Jesus when he was on the Mount of Temptation had been fasting for 40 days. If thou be the Son of God, amen, turn these stones into bread. And that was because of the geology of that area and the the slate that was in that area, there was a resemblance, if you kind of fog your eyes up a little bit and look real quick, of those flat rocks being flat Jewish loaves. They lent themselves easily to that imagination. Come on, everybody. Praise the Lord. But if he asks for some bread, are any of you that is a father going to give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? And Jesus said, if you then, talking about humankind, talking about mankind in general, if you then, being evil, come on, born in sin and transgression, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? Jesus was teaching on prayer. And he said that the one solo most important and paramount thing to ask about and pray about is receiving and asking for the Holy Spirit. Tell me this isn't the day of Pentecost message. Hallelujah. That's the thing. Amen. The prayer. Amen. The grand object, hallelujah, is that you can ask. If you don't get it the first time, ask again. People would say, I made a trip to the altar one time. 
and not what I expected or hoped to happen did not happen. Come on, everybody. Jesus is telling you, pray again. Seek again. Worship again. Believe again. Come on, seek again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He wants to see one of the elements is that God wants to see how hungry you are. How sincere you are. How thirsty you are. Well, praise the Lord. Everybody, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. John 7 and 37 said in the last day, that great day of the feast, talking about the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And when he said those words, amen, the high priest had already, amen, taken a golden pitcher out of the temple. And marched through the throngs that were there, amen, during the Feast of the Tabernacles. Several, three or four hundred thousand people would come, amen, at this period of time. And marched through them out of the temple compound in the outer court, down the cobbled streets of Jerusalem, down to the pool. I think it was the pool of Siloam. And dipped that golden pitcher into the water. And all the while the crowds were shouting, amen, Isaiah 12 and 3, for with joy shall you draw waters from the wells of salvation. For with joy shall you draw waters from the wells of salvation. Amen. They sang it. Amen. And it was ringing in the atmosphere of Jerusalem. And the priest kept coming up, amen, with that golden pitcher. And there, amen, as that massive bullock was on that altar in the courtyard of the temple, he was going to pour out that water, amen, at this time it had become, amen, a prayer, a national symbol, amen, that God would pour out his grace and pour out his spirit on the nation of Israel. And just as that water was about to slither out of the lip of that golden vessel, amen, Jesus, amen, stood on one of the steps of the temple and said, that believeth on me as the scripture is said. We gotta believe on him as the scripture is said. We cannot believe on him like Grandpa said. Or like some other church dogma says. Or some other interpretation of things says. We gotta believe on him as the scripture has said. said, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Not enough. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. At that late hour, one week before Calvary, the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. He had not, amen, gone to the cross. Amen for our atonement. And we've been received up in the glory of the heavens themselves. Amen. To lay his body and his blood. Amen. In the heavenly place. Praise the Lord. Jesus 
after his passion, the Bible says in Acts 1 and the first verse, <clears throat> Dr. Luke, the same one that wrote the Gospel of Luke, we read from about prayer, said the former treaties, the Gospel of Luke, have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, his suffering, by many infallible proofs, <clears throat> being seen of them forty days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them. Everybody said commanded. He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Not many days hence. I want you to know there was more than just a few things that Jesus said on the Mount of Olives. Amen. In his resurrected body before he ascended. Amen. Slowly out of their sight. Amen. Hallelujah. There was some things that he spoke. It wasn't a hurry time. It was a time, amen, when you want to pay attention. Amen. To, to Jesus. Amen. On anything he says, you're going to pay attention. Amen. When he's in his resurrected body. Amen. About to go back up into heaven. Come on. His last words heard on earth. You're going to listen. And he not only told them to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, hello, and that repentance, come on, and baptism in his name, amen, should be taught, hallelujah, among all nations, and go to Jerusalem for you to receive the power of from on high, which is the Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody, amen. He said, you don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. That's the same God that talked about prayer to the disciples, amen, that queried him, amen, because they knew and connected that it was so awesomely important, amen, and integral, amen, and the miracles and the answer and the walk and the power of God, hallelujah. He told them, you're not going to leave Jerusalem until, praise the Lord. Jesus never meant, amen, seeking for his spirit. Amen. Would this be a fragmentary moment of time? Amen. He meant it to be something, amen, that was going to keep coming out of you. Hallelujah. Amen. God knew, amen, that when the Holy Ghost was going to be outpoured, that it was going to be on the day of Pentecost, the day of celebrating harvest, the 50th day, Pentecost, 50, hello, at the end of that seven-week period, the 50th day. He knew it was going to be on the 50th day. Hello. The Jews have lived, amen, the symbolism of this for the last 1,800 years, amen, since Moses, amen. They had gone through this that pointed to this coming of the Lord and this outpouring of his spirit on the day of Pentecost. It was going to be on the day of Pentecost. Why, why did Jesus tell the disciples gathered around him on the top of Mount Olivet at the Mount of Ascension. Why didn't he tell them? Uh, you know, listen, if you go on the day of Pentecost and you kind of amble in to a place together about 8.45 and you sit up there for about 15 minutes 
most glorious effusion of the power and presence of God's Spirit in all the history of mankind is going to take place. Hello? Why did he lay it out? You know why? He wants us to pray. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to have a deep yearning, a deep spiritual hunger, a deep spiritual thirst. Praise the Lord for him, his power, his presence, the Holy Ghost. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory, the first time. Hallelujah. In human history. Hallelujah. 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 And it's not going to be an unimportant time. It's not going to be a casual time. It's not going to be a lackadaisical time. It's going to be a time when you're pouring out your hearts. It's going to be a time when you're repenting. It's going to be a time when you seek me with all your heart. Hallelujah. So you're going to go up there. After that ascension time, they went to to Jerusalem. I don't know. Some say it was a seven-day wait. Some say it was a ten-day wait. I kind of lean towards the ten-day wait. They were in that upper room for ten days. Praying. Confessing. They were having to pray through just on the very last day before Jesus went to Calvary. Who should be the greatest amongst them? Hello? And one of the disciples came up, the mother did, and said, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, will you grant that my son John will be on one side of you and my son James on, on the other side of you? And he's got Calvary and the weight of all the sins of the world amen, upon his mind. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, amen, they were arguing amongst themselves. There's a lot of stuff, amen, that they had to pray through and pray out of and ask God's pardon and mercy for. Hello, everybody. Hallelujah. He wanted them seeking him. He wanted them thirsty for him. Don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem until, until, until. Praise the Lord. Come on. It's good. Hallelujah. If the single object, the greatest object, amen, of prayer and seeking and asking is asking from the Father the gift of the Holy Spirit, then Jesus has already explained, you've got to have the spirit of I want it. The spirit of I'm thirsty for it. The spirit of I'm hungry for it. The spirit of there's nothing else in this world, amen, that means or matters or compares, amen, to my receiving that. I must have the promise of the Father. I must have, amen, Christ in me. I must have this outpoured Holy Ghost. This Holy Spirit. Come on, everybody. I must have that. I must have that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 and 1, And when the day of Pentecost, oh, hallelujah, was fully come. Come on. It's on the 50th day, Pentecost itself. They were all with one accord in one place. It's not talking about a Honda. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they was. I'm telling you, it's something worth seeking. It's something worth waiting for. It's something worth carrying. And you don't receive or have a whole. 
believe of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul asked the disciples, the former disciples of John the Baptist, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Since you believe. Right. And they said, we have not even heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Hello. Thank God. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes, and yes. began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them a trust. Let's lift our hands and magnify the Lord a little bit. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank God. If you've asked once and you haven't got it, Amen. Don't give up. If you've asked twice and you haven't got it, don't give up. If you've asked seven times and you haven't got it, don't don't give up. Come on, everybody. Don't give up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you've asked 30 times and haven't got it, don't give up. For Oh, 
I love you, Jesus. I love you.